Well, it's uh, January the 3rd, 2021. Everybody excited? We're excited because the, the, the clock has shifted, the dates have changed, 2020 is no longer with us, and everything is supposed to be better because of that. But really everything will be better, not because of that, but because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I found a bulletin uh, January 5th, 2020. Pastor Javi preached uh, a message. Uh, anybody remember what he preached? January 5th, 2020? A year ago. Anybody remember what he preached a month ago? No. Come on. Uh, his message was a light to my path. 2 Timothy 2.15. Nobody saw the darkness coming. And yet God gave a message of preparation of 2020. It's kind of the theme of God to give a, a preparation message to the people so that when his truth comes to fruition we're prepared and we're ready and we can recognize that which he has given us a son will be given a the government will be on his shoulders he will be in charge amen and so as we prepare for 2021 as we look forward to better days ahead you know um we have to come to an understanding. How do we prepare for the unexpected? Because it's unexpected, we don't know what to prepare for. But if pastor preached a year ago, a light to my path, and we know that the Bible is a, a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path, and, and we know that there are things that we can set in place in our lives that will prepare us for that which we do not expect. I often say, you know how to make God laugh? Well, just tell him your plans. <laughs> we, uh, we have to do our part, but we also rely on him. Amen? Our study today, our message, our lesson today, how to Proverbs chapter 16. If there was a title for it, it would be How to Navigate Your Way Through Life. How many of us need to know how to navigate our way through life? Amen. We all do, right? As we bought this brand new keyboard, uh, Pastor Isaac playing so beautifully, he's, he's learning how to navigate through all these buttons. And if you, if you saw what he's looking at, his mind is kind of going, oh my gosh. Uh, although he is somewhat familiar with that keyboard, so he's got a, a, a step up on everybody else. But there's still the, the navigating through all of what it does. And, and this Bible is no different. Our life is no different. Learning how to navigate through life. Because every day, every minute, we're hearing of somebody else passing away or tragedy happening or things taking place in our lives and we almost get shocked by the reality of life when really every minute every time you leave the house there's no guarantee we're coming back home 
We, we expect to, we take it for granted. We, we believe that we will. I, I always say, see you later with the idea that that's going to be true. And yet we know that in the blink of an eye, we, as parents, we always hate for our phone to ring late at night, one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And if it's our children, you know what? And it doesn't even matter what time it is. When my children call and my, my phone lights up their name, there's always that quick, short hesitation. Oh, I hope everything's okay. I just don't think, oh, they're just calling to say hi to dad. <laughs> they would just text me, right? And so we're, we're navigating through. And so we're going to look at the word of God and how we are able to navigate your life, your way, our way. And so today we're also going to take communion. It's another uh, opportunity that God gave us to navigate our life by, by recognizing who he is in our life. And so... We're, uh, we're grateful and we're thankful. So Proverbs 16, starting at verse 1. This is kind of nice. I like it. But if you're tired, you can go sit down. Oh, we're tithing. We're tithing. Yes, we are tithing. Play and then when we're not done tithing, then you can go and sit with your wife. <laughs> I was getting, I was, this was nice. I was like, wow, I thought that's where the anointing was all of a sudden starting to to come it was this this beautiful ambiance of the holy spirit let's let's offer the lord what is due to the lord amen um you, there's buckets over here and you can tithe online through our tithely app and we are grateful uh, for all that the lord gives us as a church and the faithfulness of his people and uh let's let's pray and ask god to bless our tithes and offerings. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for all that you do in our lives. And, and we thank you for these tithes and offerings that you have given unto us. And Father, we give them back to you, to you, Lord Jesus, as our high priest. And we ask that you would be pleased with our efforts and our offering to you this morning. And Father, would you continue to teach us how to be good stewards of that which you have given us. And Lord, we know that all that we have is from you. And so to give a portion of it back to you should not be burdensome, but it should be uh, done cheerfully and um, excitedly because Lord, you, you own it all. And so uh, we are just beyond grateful for all that you do in our lives. And, and so um, thank you thank you for these tithes and offerings and bless your people Lord in Jesus precious name amen amen and uh, thank, thank you Pastor I, I think you appreciate that we we certainly will will uh, he's just cold man there's churches in Michigan right now meeting outside no I don't know it might be in the snow, eight feet tall, billowing snowmen. No reason to move. It is a reason to move from there to sunny Southern California or Texas. 
you know, Texas is hot. So, Proverbs chapter 16, starting at verse 1. We're going to look at three, maybe four or five verses. The Word of God says, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Verse 3, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Verse 4, the Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked day for a disaster. Verse 5, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Verse 6, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. Verse 9, we'll jump down to verse 9 just real quick. In their hearts, human Humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Our, our, our teaching today is on those first three verses, one through three, learning how to be effective disciples of the Lord, learning how to be, I'm, uh, I'm a, a student of leadership, learning leadership, understanding leadership, everything rises and falls on leadership, and in, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so as we understand how to navigate John Maxwell put together 21 irrefutable laws of leadership and he got all 21 of those laws of leadership through the Bible, in fact, through the Gospels of John, paying attention to Jesus. Jesus, the Lord, is the ultimate leader. See, we are, we are all leaders of at least one. If we can't be a leader of one person, we can't lead others. But if we can lead one and that one begins with ourselves, then from that we can then influence others. Amen? Law number four is the law of navigation, which simply says anyone can steer the ship, but it takes a leader to chart the course. Anybody can drive, can steer your car, but it takes a leader to chart where we're going to go, our navigation system. We're going to, where are we at? Where do we want to go? How do we get there? We punch in our GPS coordinates, our address of where it is that we want to go. You know, I live in Norwalk. I've lived there for, we've lived there for what? Well, 12, 13, 14 years. And uh, I've come to this church now for three years. And I still, when I get into my car, I hit the GPS unit for this address. I do drive, and I do it just to drive her crazy whenever we drive together. I do when she's not even in the car. And it's just, it's just habit. It's just navigation. I just, I know where I'm going. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, sometimes I don't know which way to go, but that's okay. We pull over and ask for directions. <laughs> Chapter 16 of Proverbs to humans. Th that first verse shows us two people, two entities, one being humans, the other being the Lord. I know which one of those two I am. I, I know I'm not the Lord, so he must be talking to me in terms of humans. We are be humans being, right? We are being human. That's in our, that's who we are in all of our imperfections. And, and the Bible says that to humans belong the plans of the heart. In other words, my desires. What are my desires? We have them. They are they built up into us. We, 
we recognize what they are. The Bible also tells us that if you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. First step is to delight in the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean that when I delight in the Lord, He's going to give me then those things that I've decided that I, I, I want, need, or should have. But there is a working of God in us that says that which starts to get stirred up inside of me could be the desire of the Lord, revealing what He desires from me. But the Bible says here in verse 1, To humans belong the plans of the Lord, so my desires, but from the Lord comes proper answer of the tongue. So it gives us an opportunity to take our plans, our desires, our hopes, our dreams, our wishes, our choices, our decisions to the Lord. Even James tells us, you know, you say you're going to go here or go there and do this or do that and have this business and make this profit. And he says, but what you need to ask is, is it the will, is it the Lord's perfect will? Even Jesus said, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done and so it it's not a bad thing for us to have desires what we have to do is we have to lay them before the Lord amen verse 2 says all a person's ways seem pure to them in other words my point of view is always right to me <laughs> your point of view is always right to you see there's your point of view, my point of view, and then the truth, right? Or the Lord, and, and verse 2 says, but motives are weighed by the Lord. So again, we're forced to take our motives, to take our decisions, to take our intentions back to the Lord and say, Lord, these, this is what I'm thinking is right. But Lord, reveal to me my motive. Reveal to me what is deep down inside. Why do I do that? Why do I act that way? Why does this excite me or offend me? Or I listened to a podcast yesterday. It was, you know, you, you think it was random, but it's never random. The Lord just can use podcasts too. Renee just said, hey, check this one out and, or this, uh, this platform. And I did some research on him. And then I found a, a, a pastor and he was out of Sacramento. And he did a, a teaching on anger. And, um, and it was wonderful. We're going to send it out as a, as a link. But he said two things. Anger, people react in anger for two reasons. Either out of fear or out of hurt. But before you, you, know, before you think it's not okay to have anger, the Bible tells us you do have anger. It just says don't sin in that anger. Well, that's for another discussion. But... But our motives are weighed by the Lord, my point of view. But see, if I don't live with the Lord, if I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and run everything past him, those first two things is I'm going to get my plans and I'm going to make my, my way right and I'm not going to deviate or have any other influence in my life, especially of a divine nature. But if I do have a relationship with Jesus Christ as, as my Lord and personal Savior, and, and being Lord is very important because that means that everything that I do, I give to Him. He is not just my Savior. And then I can go and live any way that I want. 
So we commit ourselves or we, we, we ask the Lord to, to check our motives. And verse 3 is commit to the Lord whatever you do. In other words, surrender to the Lord. And the question is, am I willing? See, we can be, life choices become very simple. We can be willing and able, or I can be unwilling and un, or unable. Okay? I'm willing to give you each a million dollars. I'm just unable. <laughs> Sorry. Talk, take it up with the Lord. <laughs> right? If I'm, I'm willing to babysit and I'm able. That's a hint over here. <laughs> we're, we're just, you know, practicing. Babysitting. Are you willing and able to take your plans to the Lord? Are you willing to sit and say, Lord, these are my plans. These are my desires. These are my wishes. These are my hopes. These are my dreams. Let me lay them at your feet and make sure that you approve. Amen? Because it's his answer that is the proper one from the tongue. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, verse 3, and he will establish your plans. It's a matter of trust. Proverbs again tells us to trust in the Lord, with, to, to lean not into our own understanding. Our own understanding will wreck us. Because all a person's ways seem pure to them. Because my point of view always seems right. And that's right, see? And so when I commit to the Lord, whatever I want to do, He will establish my plans and my trust. There's three checks that we need to give to our lives. How do we navigate through? These verses teach us, number one, we need to check the source of our wisdom. Well, you know, Newsflash, I know this is going to come as a shock. The world does not revolve around you. It doesn't revolve around me. The world, everything was created, made through and for him and by him. And this world, this whole, this whole thing sits centered around Christ. And so where is my source of wisdom? Where is it that I come? And the Bible even tells us, hey, if you lack wisdom, ask and God will give it to you generously, overflowing abundantly. There is no lack. There is no limit on the amount of wisdom that God will give us. If we ask, right? We all know common sense isn't so common. And uh, so maybe we need to check the source of our wisdom and, and see where is, where is it, where did that come from? My own interpretations. And sometimes we have to check our thinking or we have to check our beliefs. The belief systems that we have, sometimes they need to be changed. We need to get brainwashed with the Word of God because it's terrible. Because as you, I mean, if you, if you haven't thought about what your belief system comes from, spend some time in thinking about those. Right? Because what is the source? If all your source is the news, you're in trouble. We need to check our opinions and we need to check our source of our choices. What is it that we get? That is the one thing that nobody can take away from you is your choice. 
is our ability to choose what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, how I'm going to react, how am I going to respond, what is it that I'm, I'm feeling right now, what is it that I'm experiencing right now, what is it that's going on in my life, am I fearful of something, am I afraid of something, am I uh, hurt, am I excited, Am I, you know, we got, we are all, everybody was joyfully speaking about 2021 just coming. They couldn't wait. 2021 came. We were just as excited about 2020 after 2019 left us. And we weren't ready for what's taken place in 2020. We got to check the source. Number two, we got to check our motives. We, we simply have to ask God. We have to be willing to go before the throne of God, to sit in the quiet place, to be still and know that He is God and just say, Lord, reveal to me what it is that motivates me, that's motivating me that I'm in need of right now. And number three, check the outcome that we are pursuing. What, what are the desired results? In other words, when we interact with one another what what is the desired results we we want to do a building project here the desired result is to have a new building that's simple to have a new building that's more uh accommodating that's you know people can go to the restroom without having to climb two flights of stairs that's the results that we want we want a a building that, that a, a facility that's going to be used all the time for the glory of God. So people drive by and, uh, and, and will, will recognize God. Amen? Three things. Check the source of our wisdom. Check our motives. Check the outcome that we are pursuing. I want to consider five words to understanding how God helps us navigate our life you know God is ready to help us he says come to me and I will come to you he said I will if you will if you will come to me I will reveal myself to you and he waits it's no different than than our children we 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 love them we care for them we take we do everything for them so that when they get older, they choose to come back. <laughs> right? We don't force them. We don't make them. We, we, we want them to, to want a relationship. And so in that, God says, I'm here to help. In fact, he said it. He did it from the beginning. As soon as, as, soon as uh, our our, our spiritual parents, Adam and Eve, messed this thing up right from the beginning. He said, okay, you guys messed it up. Here's your consequences. I'm going to take care of it, and uh, we'll fix it later. He was already planning our restoration, that communion table. Five things. Process. God's plan usually unfolds over time. God's plan usually unfolds over time. It's a process. It's not one, one day everything is... Look at the, the boat. Noah built the, the ark. It took him, what, 120 years? Long time. 
There was a process. Galatians chapter 4 tells us that when the fullness of time came, Jesus came. God sent it, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. At the set time, God's plan became manifested. The process. What is God revealing progressively to you? In other words, in this moment of, of wait, we have to seek, watch, and wait. We have to look for God in everything that we do. And we have to say, Lord, where, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? What's next in my life according to your plan and the process that you're going to set me in? You know, we, uh, we've been you know, in a building project for the three years that we've been here. Well, really not so much because we, uh, over just under three years, uh, once we merged officially. But the Norwalk side of it, we, we were in a building project since 2014 when we sold the property. It was on the horizon. It was a part of the plan. It was a process. And we had to wait and seek and watch what the Lord's plan, His perfect will was. And so we moved out on it. Number two, purpose. God wants to accomplish His purposes. Wow. We've got to ask her, why are we created? Why am I created? Why was I created? I have lived five decades. From 1961 till now. That was the, the set time. That was the, the, the part of God's purpose for me was to be a part. I, I wasn't born in 1900. I was born in 1961 at 13 years old on Christmas Eve in Whittier, California. On my way to deliver Christmas cards, on my way back, I decided to cut across Washington Boulevard, which was not a good idea because there was a, a Volkswagen where I needed to go. And all I remember is standing up in the middle of the street and people running outside of the houses. And I went to them. And they took me in their house and I walked in and they took me to their bathroom and my face was bloody and my teeth were broken. And my body was just on fire. So I got hit by a car on my bicycle, 13 years old. I didn't die. In case you're wondering. But I could have. My, my life, that could have been my end of my story. That could have been the extent of my time set on earth. But it wasn't. Now I, I'm 59 years old. I've got to have children. I've got to marry Renee. I've got to become here. I wouldn't have become a pastor. When all of the things that from 13 on I would not have experienced. Thank you, Jesus. I remember being, and in fact, they took me to Whittier Press Hospital. It was Whittier Presbyterian. And I remember being in there and the police officer was talking to me about my illegal left turn on my bicycle. And uh, he actually gave me a ticket. As I'm laying there. Yeah, he did. Gave me a ticket. Oh, wow. 
I don't think I ever paid it. Do you think there's a warrant out for me? No. <laughs> you know. Found out about three or four days later, I broke my wrist. That was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. My mom was supposed to come and pick me up. My dad never even called my mom the night before. He just said, I'll just wait till she gets here. When she gets here to pick me up, he says, uh, Arthur's not going to go with you today. And then she found out why, and my face was all messed up. It was crazy. But hey, why were you created? What is your purpose? What is God getting ready to do with you and through you and for you and also for his kingdom in 2021, 2022, 20, whenever, however many days that we have, no matter what? Because uh, some people didn't wake up today. Game over. Amen. And so we're, we're grateful. Number three, potential. God will use your gifts and passion. Each of you have a gift and a passion and a strength, a spiritual strength. There's something that God has given you, ordained you with. He has created you to be who you are, the way you are. And, um, and He wants to use that gift. If you'll let Him. If you'll make available. Can God use you? I, I, man, that's beautiful, you know, and I, I could play a mean twinkle, twinkle little star. Won't do much worship with it, but, but that's not my gift. It's not my gift. What is your gift? And God wants to use it because your potential. And does the gift, does the goal fit who you are? In other words, your desires, remember, to humans belong the plans of the heart. And so the things that we decide that we want to do and the goals that we have, do they fit in line with, with who I am and how God has made me and wired me and, making and, and, and allowing God to, to use me? Number four, prioritize. God will ask you to adjust your time and your energy. God will ask you to, to give up your time. And your energy for him if that's what you make yourself available for him to do. And what are the steps that you must take in order to do that? To surrender our lives to him. To say, Lord, I want to follow you. See, this communion table right here is set for those who have made Jesus the Lord and Savior of their life. The steps to that table begin with an acceptance of the message and the story and the idea that a virgin gave birth and that baby grew up and became the savior of the world and he died on a cross. And because I, I believe that story and I believe that message and I accepted that truth, I became born again. And everything changes. And because of that, now I, I rest and I look for the Lord to come and give me answers. And I, and I say, Lord, use me. Use me. However you can, Lord. I wish you would have used me as a professional athlete. They are making some really big bucks right now. That wasn't the plan. And the last one, proceed. God will eventually require you to act. The Bible tells us faith without works is dead. 
we can we can say all that we want that we want to go and outreach and that we want to do this or we want to preach for God or we want to to uh, to influence people's lives but there comes a time when we have to go out and start doing it God's going to require us to step out and to just uh, at least just say hi to people and say hey how how is it going for you how are you navigating through every day now cuz this world is confused this world is looking for hope. It's looking for a light. It's looking for trust. It's looking for truth. And it's all fogged over. Except for this. This word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And all we have to do is, is make a decision. Do I believe this word or not? Do, am I going to surrender to this word or am I going to do it all on my own? Do I need Jesus? Yes, I do. I do. I know who I was before. And I know who I am now after Jesus coming into my life. And even at 13, I didn't find Jesus until I was 21. You, you would have thought that, well, maybe getting hit by a car and surviving that might have been an indication that there's something bigger in this, in this world. Although I did grow up understanding God and a higher power, and, uh, but we just weren't a religious family or, you know, but there became a moment in my life where all of whatever my beliefs were, weren't enough. And I remember saying, I just want to get closer to God. I didn't know what that meant, but I, I remember saying it. Two weeks later, I was in a church service getting born again. So God heard my cry. He heard my expression. He said, okay. I'll make it happen. And I'm grateful. And I'm thankful. Five things. Process, purpose, potential, prioritize, and proceed. It's all giving it all to God. Isaac, you guys can come back up and we're going to enter in and take communion. How do I navigate my life? It starts right there at that communion table for today, right? It allows us to have a moment of, of solitude with God. It's a, it allows us to reset the, the, the GPS of our lives. It allows us to say, if I'm on the right track or not, Lord, make me on the right track. Put me on the right track. Let me have a moment with you, Lord, that just says... <clears throat> that I, I am grateful for you in my life. That I need you. That I want you. That God has given us an opportunity to seek forgiveness, to be reminded of the price that He paid, because all of these things that we talked about today, Jesus did. He surrendered his life. He set aside all of the, the glory and the deity of what he had 
for the joy that was set before him. He endured the, this cross right here, those nails. He endured all of that to make right the wrong that wasn't even his fault. The Bible tells us that greater love has no one than this that will give his life for another. And so we see, we see the, the beauty of what God has done. Pastor Debbie, we need a couple of those up here. Thank you. Come on. Whoa. Scripture tells us that we need to consider taking this communion. And the only thing that we, not the only thing, but the primary thing is that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And prior to this taking of communion, it does not need to be perfect. That's the purpose of this communion is to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I want to do better. It's, it's about us recognizing this bread. And if you're on at home, you can participate with whatever elements that you might have access to. Because it's symbolic of a spiritual moment that transcends space and time. And we look to this little wafer, this little bread, as the reminder of the Lord's body, of Jesus Christ and His body that He laid down voluntarily for every person that whosoever will believe on Him would have everlasting life. The purpose of God that, ha that God has for every one of us is twofold, is to know Him and to make Him known. And we recognize the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. So break and take eat, church. The Bible tells us that though my sins are as red as scarlet, I will be as white as snow because of the forgiveness and only because of the blood of Jesus. The perfect lamb that was slain, that was unblemished, that the Father said, I accept his offering. This blood that we receive right now has been given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ when he said to do these things in remembrance of me. And so he gives us opportunity right now. The Holy Spirit is, is, is beckoning us and calling into us and, and revealing to us the power 
powerful work of this shed blood in giving us forgiveness. And so take and drink the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ that he offers you. Lord, we, we thank you for today. We thank you for allowing us to gather at your table this morning. We thank you for allowing us to gather at your cross this morning. We thank you that you have allowed us to gather around your word. And you have reminded us how we can navigate our life. And it's with you. It's with you at the center. It's with you charting the course for us. And so, Lord, I, I pray and I ask that you would reveal to each and every one of us the plans that you have for us, the plans to prosper us, not to harm us. We, we thank you, Father, for the promises that you have given us, that, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. I ask you, Lord, that as we put on the mind of Christ right now, that we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And, and in all that we do, we lay our plans at your feet. And we just simply say, use us, Lord. Use us to bring glory and honor to you. To give hope to those who are hopeless right now. For those who need a touch, a healing touch. For those that need direction and clarification. And those that need just to know that they know that they know your voice. Father, usher in the truth that you are our God. That your name is above all names. We ask that you would just use us today. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. 